hello and welcome back to The Journey with me, Hannah Byrne. For this episode, I have felt really called to speak about my experience with anxiety. So I'm going to be sharing my experiences of, you know, how it began and then how I've came to this point now where obviously I still experience anxiety because it's a it's an emotion but how now it's not ruling my life and this is something that I want to share because I want you to know if you have the same experience you know if you're living with anxiety every single day I want you to know that it's possible not to have to live with it (laughs) because this is kind of what shifted if for me was listening to other people's experiences and realizing that this is not how life is meant to be like life is actually meant to be good so just a little disclaimer before we begin i i'm going to be sharing my experience so i'm not a an expert i'm not a you know a, a certified doctor or anything these are just my experiences and you know yeah what I have lived and if anything does trigger you in this episode then you know sit with that like give yourself space to be like okay I've been triggered by you know whatever it is why is that like where's this coming from so yes that is the disclaimer firstly I wanted to explain or you know share how I first was aware of the anxiety and the you know depression as well that I was experiencing because it's something that now looking back I had for a very very long time there just wasn't a word that was associated with it so the first time that I kind of had this awareness that maybe something wasn't right mentally even even then it wasn't that there was a oh you know something's wrong with my mental health like that wasn't a I'm talking, you know, in 2009 was the first time I was aware of it and that was not a conversation that anyone was having. No one spoke about anxiety, no one spoke about mental health. So I was 16 at the time and this is when I first read The Secret and that was the first time I was aware of my own thoughts and realising that my thoughts were, you know, quote-unquote negative, which I've spoke about this before and this was really detrimental to me because the realising and in the secret you know it's all about changing your thoughts to positive ones and realising that my thoughts were negative were you know caused even more resistance and you know un- disharmony in harmony this disharmony in my body and yeah the th- the thought or the thoughts and the feelings that I was having just just weren't weren't good. They were really really low, and you know this manifested as me being a really you know unhappy person, always coming into situations that were unhappy, always you know coming into contact with people who were were unhappy, and to be completely honest, like not wanting to be alive, like that was what what it ended up like for me which is really hard to it not that it's it is hard, oh no it is hard to admit <laughs> i can hear my mind battling at, at wanting to share this because it's scary to be that vulnerable but as i say when you are in them spaces when you are 
feeling that low and you know wanting to end your life to know that you're not alone in that is probably the only thing that does keep you going so yeah this is kind of like where my probably being 16 was probably where reading the secret was where that awareness of that something isn't right something isn't right in my sphere but not really knowing what it was and during this time I well we we were were living with a, a an alcoholic parent and you know for anyone that has lived with a, a parent or a caregiver that's got an addiction like that on it on its own is a really really traumatic experience so I was beginning this journey you know from reading the secret and starting to have this awareness of okay something's not right and I know I need to change it but still living in the situation that was actually causing what I was feeling and not actually realising that it was extremely normal to be feeling the way I was given the circumstances because now I look back and I think oh my god you poor thing like you were trying to you know trying to heal yourself and you know trying to think positively when you were living in a really traumatic traumatic situation and I would really love to share more about living with an alcoholic parent if you know if anyone else has experienced that and you know would like to talk about it um but I maybe would like to get permission because you know thank god now that parent is you know sober and went to rehab and you know is on on the mend and it's been eight eight years how old am I yeah eight years of being sober which is fucking amazing um so yeah so I was kind of started this read the secret was reading the the all the different books of the secret and you know starting to go on this journey and in I can't remember whether it was December 2011 or 2012 that was the point where I actually did realize that like I didn't want to be here anymore and there was a I was on a night out and um we don't need to go into them details <laughs> I yeah I basically had this realization that like I actually didn't didn't want to be here anymore um because it just was so hard it it was just life was just so painful that why why would you want to live if if life if felt that bad and I remember going to the doctors and there wasn't they didn't really do anything that they they offered you know uh sign up to to counseling and but there wasn't anything that was like nothing that nothing helped absolutely nothing they offered helped they offered medication which was not going to solve the problem it was just going to mask the problem because it's not like I had a you know I understand people going on antidepressants when they've got a chemical imbalance in the brain but that's not what was happening for me I I was living in a really traumatic situation so yeah at this time as well was a point where I was you know I'd always loved going out and partying and I was you know still am really oh drop the microphone (laughs) still you know really into music and into techno and started partying and this was like my way of escaping my own mind and, and my own pain and you know it was a it was a place that I could be free and actually like 
just have fun and expect you know escape all of this this heaviness and at the same time as like trying to escape myself I was still reading the secret and reading it other books I think I can't I think it's called the magic and you know practicing gratitude and again like I look back and I think you know you're trying to practice gratitude when you were feeling really shitty so I was writing all these lists of things that I was grateful for but at the same time feeling really bad and making myself feel bad for feeling bad because in this book not I'm not she I'm not blaming this woman (laughs) but like in this book it's teaching you you know practice gratitude feel good for things in your life um when being in a really shitty situation around this time as well I I was you know started watching YouTube and you know watching people's vlogs and this is kind of my little bit of a guilty pleasure and started to hear other people talking about their experiences and this is where I first heard the word anxiety and hearing other people and them describing their experiences and this this feeling I was like oh my god that is that feeling that I've got this anxious feeling like in the heart in the chest and started getting into self-help podcasts as well so it was you know no, no one else was helping me here I wasn't going to therapy I wasn't I wasn't looking or asking anyone else for the for help I was just kind of going on this path of knowing that something didn't feel right and just the universe was just kind of presenting me with things like like YouTube and podcasts and that you know someone on YouTube would recommend a podcast and I'd start listening to that and then that would lead to another podcast and it was yeah just like this whole self-inquiry period and but still really living with the anxiety and still kind of not knowing what to do with it and just existing like that's the only way I can describe it was is I felt like I was existing and even though I was you know at this point trying yoga and meditation it wasn't like I was having this really consistent practice it was just like now and then I'd try these things and I don't think they were actually ever going to help because it was so deep rooted these these emotions and these feelings so I'd go through these really dark phases and you know really feel like I was going insane and you know there would be times where I would call I think it's is it talk Liverpool I'll maybe um leave a list of some you know resources in the in the show notes I think it was talk Liverpool but it was one of these services that you could call up and I remember ringing and I think it was these places that you'd ring to then get referred to a counsellor and I remember you know many times calling these places like being on the 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 brink of just like it's it's really hard to explain because part of me just doesn't want to go back into the the feeling but yeah just really this brink of I don't know what to do anymore and you know be having a breakdown like having a having many a breakdowns and then from that point I'd then you know kind of be okay again and you know things would start to look up and even though I kind of wouldn't be in that dark place I wasn't feeling anything I was just very numb and 
again, just existing, not really, never wanting to try anything, never wanting to go anywhere, just living this same life because any change or anything different would trigger that fear. So, you know, I remember going away with me and the girls went to Ibiza or, you know, even going to Glastonbury for the first time. God, when I think about my Glastonbury years, like all the times I've been over the last few years, like the the change in my awareness like it, I don't know why I always <laughs> refer back to Glastonbury in my mind and I'm like oh wow like the person I was in 2014 was it 14 when I first went yeah 14 like I remember that year and like the Ibiza trip and just being so on edge and like I couldn't relax I couldn't eat I felt just felt so weird and just like nervous and scared and and so anxious and uncomfortable just so uncomfortable because it was like this oh I'm not in my comfort zone here and yeah it, it was and I, I kind of would do things like you know going to class for me going to Ibiza I, I still went and done it but I didn't enjoy it <laughs> I probably enjoyed it to some extent but like most of the time was just me being on edge and, you know, I'd go through phases where I wouldn't speak to my friends and I'd hide myself away. And I just thought that this was me, <laughs> which is really sad. Ooh, well, yeah, I just thought that the this constant heaviness and this constant fear was was normal. I just thought that that's the type of person that I was. Ooh, I had to kind of get myself back together <laughs> Ooh, that was a a, a big realisation to have and I've kind of got upset because I'm just thinking how bad I feel for how sad I feel for that like younger version of me Oh, I'm going to have to pause this for a minute oh bloody hell it's like doing therapy this podcast <laughs> yeah I had to take a little break there because that was, um, yeah, quite quite sad just to to think about like that. I I I just felt I just thought that that that's who I was and that's what I was always going to be like. Um, but just trying to learn, I I wasn't. That's what it was. I wasn't trying to heal myself. I was just learning how to live with it. So yeah, what what the thing was that you know began to shift was, you know, the me my parents who was an alcoholic, you know them going to rehab um and leaving the family home was you know a really really big relief because you know my nervous system god I mean it was still on still on edge up until last year still being in in that like fight or flight mode but you know constantly living in, living in fight or flight mode and you know once that that had been had left the the present you know it, it was a big relief but I kind of didn't know what to do with that like you know I'm sure many of you come from families where you know you don't talk about your feelings you don't talk about what's going on where you know the family motto is we're strong we don't talk about things we just you know we just get on with it you just get on with things you just learn to live with it and you just get on with it <laughs> I'm sure you can tell that that's not my opinion now. Um, and yeah, so that was like a really big shift, obviously. And then listening to Jess Lively's podcast and starting to learn about the intuition 
and the mind in that must have been about 2015 yeah 2015 I started listening to her podcast and hearing her talk about the intuition and she's very big on Eckhart Tolle's teachings which am I I really recommend The Power of Now and New Earth he's got loads of other books as well but they're the ones I've read and hearing her on a podcast and you know listening to the guests that she used to have on then listening to them describe the their experiences and learning that the thoughts in the mind aren't actually us so you know Eckhart teaches you know part of his teachings are that the mind is separate he calls it the ego and when we're attached to these thoughts this is when you know the the ego's really strong so when I was reading the secret and it was telling me to change my thoughts to positive ones and I was noticing I was having negative ones and then feeling really bad for that actually the thought the negative thoughts I was having weren't me it wasn't it was the mind it didn't mean that I believed that so I was torturing myself for something that wasn't even part of my true self and then you know listening to to Jess explain about the intuition and that there's this peaceful place inside yourself that you know can give you the answers that you know you've been looking for really opened my eyes and I started to connect to this place so even though I was still having these thoughts and you know having these strong emotions connecting to the intuition was I was starting to grasp these little moments of peace and connecting to the intuition was helping my consciousness to expand so it was creating more awareness around the mind and around the emotions and then around the same time I started you know getting into the intuition work was um around the same time that my granddad passed away which again sent me into a really dark place which was understandable because he (laughs) was an absolute angel and you know in my life anyway and you know was a bit I was you know really really close to him so it was yeah it was really really hard to have these feelings come back up because I had started to feel so good from connecting to the intuition that them feelings coming up again scared me because I was still really attached to them and still really fearful of them so you know there was many a month signed off work at the time I was working in Zara (laughs) so you know if you've never been into Zara let me just paint you a little pretty picture (laughs) I'm sure you know you know working in really shitty conditions that when I say shitty conditions I mean you're not treated very well you're overworked and not very well paid and you know working getting thrown onto a till with a queue of about 30 people when you're on your own and you know having panic attacks and being told that no one else can come and help you and because there isn't enough staff and that also didn't really help and this was all you know at the same time um so I really recommend not getting a job in Zara if you're, you know, of a nervous disposition. <laughs> I, I, I laugh out of like, I'm not like laughing at myself, it's more of a like, laugh, just laughing at the situation because, um, you know, another family motto is I don't, if I don't laugh I'll cry, but no, it's not that, I'm just, 
I like to bring humour to things. That's just what my... If you've ever connected with your own inner voice, my inner voice always laughs and a lot of other people's inner voices always laugh as well. So it's, yeah, it's that... It's me and a voice coming through when I laugh, probably. So, yeah, so... Was connecting to me and a voice, me intuition. And at this time, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. I was working in retail. I wanted to be a visual merchandiser um, and, you know, kind of progress up. Um, But it just didn't feel right. I wasn't enjoying it. And I kind of knew I wanted to work for myself, I just had this like feeling and one day I remember being in work and just hearing now I know as me in, in a voice intuition saying yoga teacher training and I didn't I wasn't practicing yoga regularly I wasn't you know I did practice yoga but it wasn't like a you know did it every week and went to a studio it was like a, a home practice that wasn't very advanced if you will not that you need to have an advanced practice to do yoga training um but yeah something just told me to go and do it so I started to look into that and eventually built up the courage which this in itself me booking on to do a yoga teacher training in another country with people I've never met before you know, this was, as I said before, like, you know, I didn't do things because I always had, you know, this fear of change and to go and do something on my own was very out of character. And I know now it's because it was the, I was following the intuition, the inner voice, and it was, something was telling me to go and do it. And, oh my God, I am so happy that I followed that calling because, during that training I released so much like I remember on I don't know if it was like the second or the third day I can't quite remember but it was very early on it was in the first week and I remember in the group we used to do like a group class with the the head like head teacher like who ran the course and he was very intimidating very strict and I remember getting the giggles in the class and like I don't think I'd laugh like that for since I was a kid. Like, like full-blown, like, I mean, I do it all the time now, but, like, could not stop laughing. Like, I was in pain. Like, the type, you know, if you've ever taken mushrooms or got the giggles off smoking a joint, like, that type of laugh. But, like, there was not no reason why I was laughing. It just, it, it just, what? I just was laughing for no reason. And, like... I think I had to take myself out of the room and then you know that happened quite a lot I, I kept getting the giggles on the course and I kept crying you know there was many a times where I cried and I know now that that was me having these emotional releases and I remember thinking to myself at the time I've never felt like this before and oh god I'm gonna get emotional again wow I was so meant to record this today because yeah I remember I've you know writing I I was writing a journal while I was there because I remember wanting to remember the the trip and I remember just being like this is I'm different like I would I was feeling more myself like I could feel my true self and I was starting to shift the anxiety like it was starting that you know the crying and the laughing was the the emotion behind the anxiety starting to release and you know I don't think I felt anxious once when I was there there was I remember when we were doing the the uh test like when we had to do the 
the practical exam to to pass the course. I remember feeling like nervous for that, but it was weird because I could kind of just I could just do I did the the exam and I did really well and I was able to be aware. I knew it was there and I knew I felt anxious, but I was I was learning to like live with it and not let it take over, and that you know was literally just from giving myself these you know was I there for four or six weeks I can't quite remember um this was five years ago so (laughs) a lot's happened since then but you know giving myself this space I'm following that call from my intuition releasing these emotions was making it a little bit clearer and giving myself the it almost feels like the space between the emotion the anxiety and my true self once I got back you know I really this deepening of my yoga practice and connecting with my body meant that the anxiety was more dormant and you know I was going through these longer periods of you know I wasn't feeling I, I wouldn't say I was feeling happy or joy or excitement but just more calmness there was moments of happiness and moments of joy but I remember after the yoga training I remember kept thinking back thinking to myself oh I want to get that feeling again that was happening in the yoga training a feeling of joy um and then you know on the course we were learning learning a lot about yoga philosophy and and meditation and as I was deep connecting with my body I was you know deepening my knowledge of spirituality and the yoga philosophy and I started to realize that I'd go through these periods of like okayness and like lightness and then the periods of darkness would come again but I was recognizing that every time the darkness would come I'd come out the other side and and feel more connected to myself and you know everything else around me and everything would make a little bit more sense so the more that I was connecting to my intuition, the easier it was becoming to to notice my feelings. And I was understanding that the anxiety that I was experiencing was coming from my mind worrying about the future. So I wasn't being present. And, you know, I was learning this from Eckhart Tolle and Jess Lively. And every time this experience was coming in, every time the anxiety would come in, I started to be able to figure out the lesson and that was just from you know having a strong yoga practice and I don't mean a strong yoga practice as in I was you know doing all the really bendy stuff I mean strong as in I was coming back to my mat you know every single day and and sitting with myself every single day and giving myself that time to to be with my feelings and then, you know, during this period, you know, I'm talking about the, the last five years. So in 2018, I had a really traumatic experience that sent me into the, the darkest dark night of the soul. And, you know, I'm so glad that I experienced that now because, you know, the lessons that I got from that were were unbelievable. And, you know, it sent me, you know, to the darkest of the dark and you know, people around me were, were starting to worry, you know, I remember my friends, you know, I wasn't I wasn't communicating with anyone, I was going to teach my classes 
and I just wouldn't speak to any of my friends in the studio. I'd just get off straight away and, um, you know, wasn't having a laugh with anyone. Was just like really normal. And I remember my friends saying like she was, you know, she's worried about me. You know, a few people said that they were worried about me, um, and then I think it must have been about nearly oh maybe like five months after the the experience that I had I spoke about this experience on another podcast which I will link below I just don't feel very called to speaking about it on he on my own podcast right now um I don't know why it feels a little bit vulnerable but if you would like to listen to that then I will link it um it was on the amazing um, sacred stories with Annie Neat who is a lovely friend of mine um so please go and listen to her podcast as well um, but anyway, I had uh, went to a holotropic breath workshop and I remember, if you aren't familiar with holotropic breathing, you, I'll maybe give an example, but it's like erratic breathing for maybe like 45 minutes. I'm not too sure on the time because when you're in it, you're, you're in it, but it's more of a... <sighs> that kind of makes sense. Um, but it's erratic breathing and at the time you know when I was in it I remember like just thinking 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 not really switching off and then at the end you know once the there was the signal to stop and you know we'd stop doing the erratic breathing coming into stillness you're lying on your back and I could hear someone crying and I remember like really feeling bad for this person and being like oh my god like they're like the cry was just like another level and then after a few moments I realised that this person was me and the the cry, the sobbing that was coming out of me was unlike a cry that I'd ever, ever had before. It was painful, like so, so painful and I knew it was coming from this traumatic experience that I'd had a few months before. So that was kind of like the the first huge, you know, I'd had these releases, you know, over time, you know, I'd be I'd go to yoga workshop and I'd always end up having a little cry or, you know, in the yoga training, you know, getting the giggles and crying there and you know, there was all these little elements and now I know that these are these emotional releases, the the beanbag releases, if you know, if you are familiar with the work that I do and you know, familiar with Jess Lively. So that like huge release was kind of another big shift for me to go because I felt amazing after it. I felt so good after that that release and you know it was fucking hard like to to witness yourself going through that pain and the pain in the chest that I was feeling as I was crying. But the fact that you know after that I felt so good just made me go okay there's something in this and I need to keep going and I didn't really know what I was doing but I was just just kept going because the more I was doing this the less anxiety I was experiencing it was still there I would still feel it but it was just getting less and less but I'm gonna kind of I'm gonna reflect back on this and it once we go a little bit deeper um because there is there's more to it (laughs) i 
hope that this is, you know, is resonating and you kind of, you know, it's making sense. I really love listening to people share their experiences. Um, as I said at the beginning, because when I was in these dark, dark places, it it really gave me that faith and that hope that I that I am going to get through it and it is all going to be okay. God, I'm getting so emotional recording this. Um, I just think I haven't really, I've obviously reflected and realised that, you know, it's been, it's been a big journey. But to actually like say these things out loud, um, is quite, yeah, overwhelming maybe. (laughs) I can't believe I'm going to be footing this (laughs) on the internet. Just saying on the internet make me sound like an old person. <laughs> oh, God, if you've got this far into the podcast, please let me know. <laughs> because this is a big one. This is a big one. Whew. Okay, so I did the holotrop breathing. That was like kind of, as I say, I was like, right, okay, I'm going to keep going with this. And then I wish I remembered the timeline properly. I do, I, yeah, no, I kind of do. And then, so that, I think that was in the January of 2019. No. It doesn't really matter what the dates are, does it? It doesn't really matter. Anyway, so after the holotropic breath workshop, a few months later, I attended a cacao ceremony with holotropic breath. So if you are unfamiliar with cacao or, you know, ceremonial cacao, it is the rawest form of chocolate, but the the medicine of cacao, it, it opens up the heart chakra. It is oh, one of the most beautiful plant medicines that I really love working with and I've worked with quite a lot personally um, over, you know, the last lockdown, the January lockdown. It was, you know, a really big, uh, big teacher for me. I, you know, I really love plant medicines as they've... You know, they've really been a big catalyst in this journey, which I'm going to kind of delve into a little bit now. So in the in this cacao and holotropic breath ceremony, we drink the cacao and then lie back and do the same thing as the, the other workshop, the <sighs> breathing. I think it's like that. I can't quite remember. I feel like maybe I've blocked it out because <laughs> it's very hard. And the addition of the, the cacao and the breathing, it was like another an out of body experience it it was like taking psychedelics but without the actual psychedelics and again had a huge huge experience like the at the pain that was coming out of the body and the you know the crying and the the emotion that I could feel releasing was very overwhelming and very intense and you know I don't know what that emotion was I don't know what it was from but it was coming out of me and I knew it was coming out for a reason and then once you'd stop the breathing and you're just lying there in stillness like wow I I think the mixture of the cacao and the breathing I just felt that deep deep connection with my intuition and there was no no anxiety in the body nothing else it was just pure peace like true inner peace it was unbelievable and then a few months later I did the same 
same ceremony it was the the same event it was actually with a friend of mine called Laurie um and again same thing had a really big release and I just knew I just had to keep going with this stuff because it was it was making a difference I was starting to have more of an awareness of my emotions so at the time part of me doesn't want to share this because I'm scared of the repercussions of it however I am going to share it because this is my experience and I want to be able to share these things to help other people so at the time I was in a a toxic relationship and I was starting to notice that throughout the whole relationship I'd known that something didn't feel right and because of these experiences and because they, they were helping expand my awareness my consciousness and the the emotions that I'd been releasing were kind of clearing the channel to give me a deeper connection to myself that I was noticing that something didn't feel right but like it was kind of hard to ignore now and at this time I had this was at the the first very first lockdown in March I'd moved into a house with the person I was in the relationship with and started to um like was not happy with you know you'd think moving into you know your first home first time moving out you know would be a really happy time but oh my and you know we had gone into a lockdown as well so that was a contributing factor but you know there was just no amount of joy like it was just deep deep darkness and I still even though I was feeling that way I was still working I was still doing the work I wasn't just letting it take over I knew that I needed to keep going with this with this work and I started to really get into shaking meditations I was doing online classes with a teacher called Naomi Absalom and also a yoga girl, Rachel Breathen. If you are unfamiliar, I will link them below. And every time I do a shaker meditation, either in one of their classes or by myself, again, I'd have a huge release of emotion. And every time I'd, I would do this, I'd just be like, what the fuck is going on? Like, the, the release was just getting bigger and bigger. But again, every time I'd do it, it would give me a little bit more clarity on the situation that I was in and even though the anxiety was still there again it was easier to kind of live with it was easier to be aware of I was also at this time um, part of this group um, like a women's circle group with a there's a woman on Instagram called the midwitch again I'll link her below and this was every two weeks with the new and full moon and that working with them in you know in, in this women's circle and the journal and prompts that she was given and the the space to sit and communicate with other women and hearing their stories again was opening my mind opening my awareness and yeah as I say was realizing more and more that you know the relationship I, I was in just w- was not right and followed my my intuition like my intuition told me the exact time the exact moment to to make the decision to leave and literally that moment I felt a huge shift of the anxiety leave my chest 
like literally within the next day it was just like pure peace and calm now following that did you know did come a lot of um a lot of anxiety and you know actually more panic attacks than I'd ever experienced in my life um which I'm not going to kind of go into because again I'm kind of my mind is nervous of the, the repercussions of it you know going into and sharing this story but I am gonna there will be a point where I will share this journey because again I want to help other women who or other men who have been um been in a similar situation but yeah I the even though the relationship was ended there was there was still uh you know still a lot of things going on and the I was having a lot of panic attacks because of this so you know even though you know it probably sounds like you know you've done all this work but you're still experiencing the anxiety and the panic attacks the difference is is that the panic attacks and the anxiety that I was experiencing like last year you know up until I knew maybe February March the difference is is that I knew exactly what to do with them and I wasn't when I was experiencing them I wasn't punishing myself for them so during this time as well so like last November I sat with another plant medicine which is called Cambo which is a frog poison um, it isn't a psychedelic it's a medicine that makes you purge so it's a very intense process where you are being sick some people you know go to the toilet as well I know <laughs> um, but just vomiting for you know however long I can't remember I've got no awareness of how long it was and that again helped me release a lot of stuff so I feel you know I don't know whether this was stuff from the relationship or from childhood but you know it brought a lot out and actually sent me into quite a dark place afterwards I had two weeks of feeling really really low and really depressed but what led on from that was a really strong call to sit with ayahuasca and weirdly enough got asked to assist at a retreat with the food and the cleaning so was at a retreat and people kept saying to me which I was there working but the other people the other um people who were taking part on the retreat were saying oh you joined us tonight or you know are you doing it with us which you know was really out of the blue because they weren't asking me friends who was working as well they were just asking me and on the last night just this or last day just decide I was like I think I need to ask I think I need to there was just such a strong pull so ended up sitting and doing the the one night of ayahuasca and what happened in that experience was I was placed back in a memory from when I was a child and it was probably the first yeah probably the first big traumatic experience that came from having an alcoholic parent and what the medicine did was put me back into it so that I could relive it and it was hard it was you know having to relive that memory and relive the feeling of that memory was so intense and so scary but what happened after that was the medicine once that emotion had gone 
I felt amazing. There was a lot of purging as well that came with that. And the the medicine told me, you know, whether it was the medicine, whether it was me intuition, doesn't really matter what the, you know, the wisdom was. But I was told that the reason that I've always felt so anxious and always had this need to control every situation because you know that's how my anxiety manifested I used to want to know every single detail of what was happening anything that was out of sorts would you know throw me off um you know it 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 got a lot deeper than that but it was just you know it, it was controlling every single part of my life and you know the medicine was telling me that it was from this one experience of being a child um being it you know a normal evening and that normal evening just being you know thrown into this trauma and it was you know out of my control so my mind and my nervous system to protect me thinks oh my god I need to be in control I need to be in control so that that doesn't happen ever again (sighs) so it gave it you know that lesson was like okay so now I know that when I'm trying to control it's not because I need to control it it's because my nervous system's trying to protect me or you know my inner child is trying to protect me whatever you want to call it and I started to notice so I remember going I think we were in lockdown so I remember going um to the studio I used to work in and on the way there I this was like maybe like a week after the experience on the, and I'd felt I felt really really good like so back to that feeling of joy like in the um in my yoga teacher training and I remember getting off the bus and walking to the studio and the way that I'd normally walk this is ridiculous by the way but this is how my anxiety used to literally like switch on the way I normally walk was blocked like the shortcut was blocked off so I'd have to go the long way round now I can't remember whether I was late to teach something. I don't even think I was late to teach something. I think I was just going in to to see everyone <laughs> for like a social meeting. So I had to walk the long way anyway. And in that moment, I noticed how that I started to feel anxious and like out of sorts and just like oh, like a contraction at the chest. And I noticed it happening and I was like, oh my God, this is one of them things that would normally make me feel really anxious and then threw me off for the rest of the day. So going back six months earlier, if that would have, you know, maybe not even six months, maybe a year, if that would have happened, you know, the the road being blocked off and having to go another way would have made me really anxious and then going into that situation of being around other people I would have held on to that anxiety and you know not been able to relax be really on edge be always in the mind not be listening to people when they're speaking to me not being able to communicate back or you know communicating back in a really weird way um but because of the you know the experience in the ayahuasca I was able to recognize that okay I don't have to take on this anxiety right now I can choose to let that go and just be like it's fine I can go a different way now if you haven't experienced anxiety you're probably thinking you stupid cow it was just a change in direction like what difference does it make but when you've lived with anxiety for so long them little things really throw you off so it might be missing a bus it might be being a little bit late for work it might be you know arranging to meet someone and then them cancelling 
just these little things that actually don't sound like you know really big things like really threw you off so yeah that is how my anxiety feels now like it it's still creep i say my anxiety you know from reading the power of now and new like uh, new earth by a heart all you know you learn that these emotions again same as the thought are not us the feeling of anxiety is not actually me or part of me it's just an emotion so now when I do feel anxious when I do feel that emotion coming up or you know even when I start to feel a bit depressed which you know has has still came in I am allowing myself to experience that and allowing myself to sit with the emotion and release the the beanbag or release the emotion and what happens is is the more you sit with the emotion the easier it is easier it is to to let it go so i had a i shared on instagram that i was going to be recording this episode about anxiety someone asked how do you how do you get through bad episodes returning after being in a good place for so long so if you've been in a really good place and then you know the anxiety creeps in or the depression or you know just the darkness the heaviness you know you want to let yourself feel it firstly not punishing yourself for feeling this way like don't feel guilty for for feeling that way because it's just part of being human like being human is all about duality we have light and we have dark we have up we have down you know it's just part of the experience so the first thing is don't punish yourself don't feel guilty and see you know let yourself feel it so if you're feeling you know you're starting to notice that bad episode coming in then you know say you know am i giving myself space now to feel it and let yourself when i say give yourself space i mean sit down you know on your own or lie down on your own you know sit sit and lie down doesn't make any difference and letting yourself feel the emotion and say to yourself i'm accepting that this is part of my now experience like this is part of my presence and trying to not attach a story to it so one thing i used to do at the very beginning of this journey was um, probably when I'd got back from the teacher training and I was starting to delve into you know meditation and, and this work I would want to figure out where the emotion came from and want to analyze it and try and fix that but actually all that does is is just attach to the emotion all you need to do is feel it and you'll notice that once you accept it and feel it and say to yourself like I I'm accepting myself as I feel this feeling. I don't feel bad for this. I'm just letting myself experience it. That actually releases it and actually makes you feel better. You have a choice here. You know, if you are on this journey, if you know all of this is resonating and the darkness comes in, you start to feel, you know, shit. You know, whether it is anxiety, guilt, fear, depression grief you know grief's a really big one that was you know as i said before when my granddad died like that really sent me into a dark dark place 
but you have a choice to let it take over your life and let it control every single aspect of your life or you can say I'm going to allow this experience to teach me and expand me and when I say expand me I mean expand your awareness and your consciousness now that is another you know we can delve deep on that I already can't believe that I'm nearly an hour into this but as soon as you start to experience this you're going to start to understand what expanding your awareness means it's not something that human words can I can't I really can't describe it okay I've got I've got an analogy (laughs) I can't I can't explain it I hope this explains it it's almost like you're watching a a video game or is video game American probably is video game or like a tv program or a film of your own life and you know when you're watching a film and you get really sucked into it like I don't this is why I can't watch like scary films or anything because I get so emotionally involved but you know when you're emotionally involved in something and you're like feeling the pain of the actors you're crying as you watch it you're lying lying with them laughing with them you know you're feeling the anger when they're angry and then there's certain films that you watch that you kind of not emotionally invested like you're watching it you're kind of enjoying it but you're not you know you're not attached to the experience that the the characters are having that's what it's like when you expand your awareness it's like you're you're able to watch yourself from this outside perspective and the things that come in the stuff that's hard and challenging and triggers these hard emotions like anxiety you're able to transmute them into an experience and a lesson rather than letting them letting yourself attach to them and being emotionally involved with them so what i would really recommend is starting to create a toolbox and a daily practice because this is you know you've got to be committed to yourself and you've got to love yourself enough to to do this and to ch- you know to want to change so you know i'm not going to say to you you need to get up at five o'clock in the morning do yoga, do a shaking meditation, do 10 minutes of breath work, journal, go and do ayahuasca, go and do cacao, go and take mushrooms. <laughs> like, I'm not going to tell you to go and do all these things because, you know, these are things that work for me and, you know, I've discovered on my own have, you know, helped in my journey. Now, you might want to try them and, you know, they might work for you. Also, don't just go and try ayahuasca. <laughs> or psychedelics like you want to feel a call to them first um only because you don't want to go and experience something really really dark that you're not ready for um but yeah tune in to your own intuition your own inner voice so feel into your body and if something's feeling like good like if you know breath work pranayama is like oh this is really helping me release stuff or you know connect to myself do more of that if you know a yoga practice is do that if you know go in the gym maybe doing crossfit is your thing thing you know go and do that but start to create this little toolbox of things that you're going to be able to you know pick up when you need or not even when you need it but go to on a daily basis and i notice that the times now where 
it, it does become really hard and you know the darkness is overwhelming is when I haven't been dedicated to my daily practice now the daily practice for me does look different every day but it's there and it's just this daily connection to my intuition or my inner voice another thing if you like myself did experience or have experienced a lot of trauma and you know maybe you you know same as me had a an, a parent with an addiction and had to live in that experience with them then your nervous systems probably needs a little bit of nurturing so um have a little look into that um breath work is really amazing for the nervous system self-touch is amazing for the nervous system i've really got into this deep practice of hugging myself which i made people do in a yoga class last night um because it's it, you're literally hugging your your inner child like i visualize hugging my inner child when i do it and it's it's really soothing for the nervous system and when your nervous system is fight or in fight flight or freeze you are going to just be living from this place of fear like you're constantly going to be in that adrenaline state and you know coming to a yoga practice isn't going to shift that you know i mean just yoga helps the nervous system but you know you're going to kind of have to work on nurturing and guiding your nervous system back into the parasympathetic and again this is a choice so if you right now are experiencing darkness you know are you choosing to allow this to be part of your experience or are you going to be committing yourself to a better life now that might be triggering but this is something that i've had to really really sit with over the last few months because i've you know had you know, I said on the last episode, I've been experiencing deep, deep lessons, the universe, that Mercury retrograde, and, you know, the universe is just presenting me with a lot of things at the minute. But I had to say to myself, and I realised that I was wallowing in it, and I was choosing to be the victim in it. I really, really was, and I was, when it was coming in, I was being like oh poor me like oh no like I'm having this bad feeling again and you know just yeah just feeling really really like sorry for myself and (laughs) I started to get annoyed with myself and then I was like I you know tuning into me in a voice and you know doing all the things and then I was like okay I want this to stop now I really really want this to stop and you have you've got to be willing to to make a change because do you know what I always thought that life was meant to be hard and I always thought that like this was it I just thought like this the anxiety and depression and just like just like hard shit after hard shit was you know what it was meant to be and actually that's not true life can be hard and life the universe is going to present you with experiences that are going to challenge you but they're not there to punish you life isn't you're not the victim of life life isn't punishing you here life is giving you things to make you stronger and because it knows what you can handle it really really does and if you are feeling low right now and you are 
you know, in that dark place, just know that your <clears throat> your inner voice, your higher self, has led you to this point because it knows that you're going to be able to get a lesson from it. And it's just, you know, maybe let yourself wallow in it for a little bit and then get up, stand up and choose to make a change because you are worth it. Like, you are here for a reason and it's not to wallow, it's not to be, you know, in this shitty situation it's to expand and grow because we are what humans are growth seeking beings that's what we're here for is to grow so believe in yourself because it will get better it always does think of all the stuff you've been through so far in your life and look at where you are now because i'm proud of you your inner voice is definitely proud of you and yeah the the universe is proud of you. I'm just trying to think. I was going to say God, but then I thought that might put some people off. Ah, <laughs> oh, that was a a journey. That really, really was a journey. Not to plug my own title. Um, I hope that this sharing has helped at least one of you, because that's what this is about. And thank you so much for reaching this point if you did get this far i am so grateful for every single one of you who listen to these episodes if you have any questions if you want to learn more about your inner voice or how to release your beanbags then i will leave my website and instagram in the description the show notes whatever it's called if you did enjoy this podcast and you are enjoying these episodes, please subscribe, please leave a review or download because it really helps to reach more people and you know we want to expand this community, we want to all be on this journey together. Thank you so much and I am sending you so much love and so much peace on your journey.